if somebody's negative, it's going to, it's going to eventually start pulling that out of you. You're not going to like the person that you are, or you're going to lose passion for, for what you're chasing because of that person that you allowed into your circle. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you guys about Desert Fox Golf. I've recently partnered up with them, and they have some awesome products that you definitely want to check out. They have something called the Phone Caddy, which is the best phone holder in golf. It comes in many different colors, and they even have ones with funny sayings on it, like, I work to support my golf habit, and it takes a lot of balls to play like me. If you are like me and like to use a golf app while you're playing, then this is the thing for you because it holds your phone in a convenient location right on the golf cart. They even have a cigar holder attachment for it. One of my favorite things is their drink aid tumblers. They have these awesome 17 ounce stainless tumblers with a screw on lid to hold your favorite beverage while playing around the golf. They have different versions from the classic swing aid to nurse aid, hunting aid, fishing aid, and my personal favorite design, the Patriot aid tumbler. Head over to desertfoxgolf.com and use the promo code ROUGHNECKS for 10% off your order. But let's get into today's guest. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to an... Oh, no, not the dog. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. This is episode 147. And joining me today is yet another artist uh, who happens to know a couple of the other guests who have also been artists that have been on this podcast and I believe is living close, very close to my hometown. But without further ado, Trey Myers, Trey Myers, there we go. Welcome to the Roughnecks podcast. Finally, it's been a long time that we've been trying to get this worked out, but I'm glad you're finally on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I've, I've seen a couple of my buddies on here and I appreciate you inviting me on to be a part of it as well. Me and uh, Alan Carl are actually recording again next week. So, and then I believe again in February. So we got a few more episodes we're doing together. And uh, yeah, that's originally kind of how I found you was, you know, he posted that he was playing at uh, the the lane or O lane. I forget what the heck it's actually called. Uh, but yeah. you know, they're in Columbus doing tailgate stuff before the games or and stuff. And uh, that's where I saw you and listened to some of your songs and everything. And I was like. No, nope, we got got to get this going on too. Might as well keep going with uh, people I found through Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Alan's a good dude, man. Uh, had a lot of fun playing with him down at the end this year. Um, are you? I mean, without getting into too much detail, obviously, but like, are you living in the Pataskala Edna area? I am. Yeah, I'm not too terribly far from you, man. Not at all. It's what's funny is is uh, I grew. I mean, I went to walk-ins and grew up in Pataskala my okay. entire life. It's just funny how like it's weird. I, like you come across people all the time they're like yeah i live in the, the, the here and i'm like it's like five minutes from where i like grew up <laughs> yeah i actually went to uh, pickerington central high school so oh, okay. i'm assuming we're probably right around the same age somewhere around there but um i'm sure if we if we sat and talked long enough we could we could mm-hmm. drop some names and know a bunch of people <laughs> oh yeah definitely especially in the basketball football world where there's a lot yeah. of people that came out of central that uh went and did a lot of big things <laughs> yeah but um, I like to kick off every episode by allowing the guests to kind of give a background on who they are. So just tell the Roughnecks listeners who Trey Myers is. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in, like I said, Pickerington, Ohio. Um, been playing music for about 15 years locally 
in the Columbus region and done a lot of networking and building the brand here and I've had some success with just connecting with some important people and and uh you know I've I've had the opportunity to open up for some some national acts like Kane Brown, Russell Dickerson, uh Tyler Rich, Clay Walker, Heath Sanders, um plenty more and um you know throughout the journey I've I've just been fortunate to to meet all sorts of people within this industry that have given me other opportunities and and uh, I'm a father, you know, the father is the, the first thing that that is my main responsibility is being a father and a husband and, and um, you know, just trying to create a pretty cool life for for my family is, is my main goal. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. You know, I mean, I can't ask for much more. I like playing on a local level and and I, I plan on uh, just continuing to do the same old same old uh, game that I'm playing, you know. So here I am pretty much rooted deep in the Columbus region and don't really have plans on, on relocating, but, you know, traveling and touring is hopefully in the near future. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's about, that's about me in a nutshell. How did, like, I'm always curious to see, cause like, you know, whatever it is, somebody's into, whether it's, you know, how they started playing sports or how they started the podcast, like how did music start for you? When did that, like, when did that world for you start? Well, when I was a young kid, you know, I, I liked to write songs. Like pretty much as soon as I could start writing, I was writing these silly little little songs on like napkins and in notebooks and stuff. I remember, you know, I'd be at dinner with my my mom and my dad, and I'd just be like writing these corny lyrics down. Like, you know, so it really goes back to when I was a, a little kid, and I would lock myself in my bedroom and you know sing on those nineteen ninety five karaoke machines and and. uh you know, when I was in high school, um, I was more of an athlete. I played football and baseball and I wrestled a little bit. And um, I was I was more of an athlete. So when me and my buddies decided to start up a band, it was for a talent show, basically. And, you know, I've always kind of wanted to be in a band. I, I never really knew any other musicians. So for me, it was just, again, you know, just meeting people who were interested in the same stuff. And once I met these guys that, you know, play guitar and, and drums and bass, I was like, hey, well, I can write songs. I'll be a singer, you know? So we just kind of started playing in the basement and, and next thing you know, we're playing that talent show and we started playing some little like local pizza shops in town. And, and, uh, I just haven't really stopped grinding since, you know, I just had so much fun with it. And, uh, the camaraderie of, you know, being in a band, kind of having that brotherhood, kind of like playing football and baseball and stuff. That's the best part of it. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much how it really started. I listened to a whole bunch of different types of music growing up. So, um, you know, tons of different influences. But um, throughout the journey, I've, I've kind of landed in this country niche because there's there's some opportunities within it. Yeah, one of the big things that you've mentioned multiple times that I really like, it's something that gets talked about a lot on this podcast, is connections. Connections, no matter what industry you're in, what you want to do, like it, like first, uh, we talked recently on an episode. Like, if you want something, every like if you don't even even if you don't know how to do it, YouTube, the internet's your friend. You can find anything out. You want to learn? I mean, I'm learning to play guitar through the internet right now through videos. Like that's that's which is a very big struggle. I'm getting very frustrated with it, but you know, you can learn anything you want to through the internet. It's all out there, and it's nine times out of ten available for free to learn how to do it. And but like connections is another thing you can do for free. Yeah, some like you won't always get, you know, maybe the answer that you want or 
Not everybody that you talk to is going to give you a response or give you the time of day, but you won't even know until you ask because nine times out of 10, they are going to help you. They're going to like talk to you and just, you know, kind of express like how connections, how much they've helped you and, you know, what those connect, like why it's so connections is so important in this industry. Yeah. Connections just in general, you know, in, in the business world and life is, is what it's all about, you know, networking and, and just meeting people that you can vibe with and, and have that good energy connection with. I've always been a big energy guy and, and, uh, I pay attention to, to the room. I kind of sit back and read the room and I'll, I'll kind of analyze if, if I feel like that's the type of person that I'd like to get to know more, if I could learn from, but I've always surrounded my, myself with people that are better than me, you know, and, and whatever aspect of life that, that may be. Um, and that's, what's truly helped me become the artist that I am today, the man that I am today. I've, I've always kind of looked up to most of the friends that I'm surrounded with. Um, and, and the, it's changed everything in my life, you know, from from not really knowing what I was doing, you know, six years ago and you starting a family, having a baby and like trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do because, you know, music wasn't really cutting it at the time. I was playing four or five nights a week, solo gigs, and I was making some money. But to actually raise a, a, a kid and, you know, a wife and have a house, I had, I had to figure some other stuff out. But. Um, again, I've, I've leaned on mentors pretty much my entire life. And, uh, it's been the most important part of, of this whole process of growing as an individual. Yeah. And like you kind of talked, touched on a little bit and, um, you know, with the, having a family, you know, starting that and, you know, yeah, playing four nights, five nights a week, but it wasn't like at first, because you already mentioned it was a grind, like it's a grind, like you kind of got to that grind no matter what you want to do too, like just know it's not going to come easy like it takes time for that to happen it's not it's not like you're going to be morgan wallen in one night like it that, that just doesn't happen morgan wallen wasn't morgan wallen in one night like no matter what whoever whatever artist you want to go for but like it's it, it takes time to build and like the grind i really like the word grind and um but you mentioned family and like it's obvious through your social media and just everything I've seen on you. Like you're a very big family guy, which I love because I'm a big family person. I mean, it's got it tattooed on me and everything. And you know what, but like, how do you balance that exactly? Especially, you know, in this kind of crazy music world, but how do you balance, you know, family life and work life per se? It's difficult, but the, the main ingredient to that success right there is just having a supportive wife that understands your passion and what you're really trying to do with your, with your life and being able to live out these dreams of mine that I've, I've accomplished in the past couple of years or something, you know, four years ago, three years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd be having these opportunities. So for her to kind of see it unfold with me, she's excited. And when she gets excited, it, it gives me more of a, a burn to just mm -hmm. chase the dream and to go for it. And again, if it wasn't for her support, then I would have had to hang up the cleats, you know, put the guitar down a while ago. And uh, the balance part of it is hard. You know, you got to sacrifice time with your with your kids. And I just had my second baby and she's eight weeks old and I got a pretty busy summer coming up. I'm not really sure what it's going to entail, how much time I want to spend on the road. But again, looking back in the next 10 or 15 years, if I weren't taking these opportunities, then I would, I don't want to live a life full of regret. And, uh, so the balance is something that you just gotta kind of accept that you're going to have to sacrifice 
and you're going to have to sacrifice some of that quality time with your family and you just got to kind of live with it. You know, I mean, it's, it's just part of the, the journey. There's nothing you can really do about it. You know, one day I'd, I'd hope I could take them out on the road with me, you know, but that's, uh, that's one of those, those dreams that are farther down the road. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, not, not living life full regret. And that, it's one thing you look at, like you could, you know, just give this up and just be like, you know, like, I, I, yeah, I, I could just give up everything and I have every moment with my family. Like, yeah, yeah. That, like I get it. That's important. But then sometimes like you're giving up on a dream that you have, like, and you're working, you're like, you're working, but like, it's something that you love to do. So are you really working? So, it, and it's, you're sacrificing now for the reward later too. So like, there's a, it's a double-edged sword sometimes, but it's very, I like kind of how you, you know, you spoke on it, the sacrifice and no matter what you want in life, if you want to succeed at something, it's going to take sacrifice. It's, uh, I don't care if you want to, it, it, I don't even know, but like whatever it is, you're going to have to sacrifice and it, it's hard. You might have to sacrifice sleep. You might have to, uh, you know, I'm sure there's days when you come home after a show or whatever and you got the kids crying, kids scream, and you're just like, man, like, I just want to lay down and drink a beer and relax, but I can't, like, I gotta, you gotta spend that time with the family, but it's also those moments that you won't forget as well, but, um, how does, would you say your family impacts your writing? Family, it's, it's hard not to write about family and love, uh, obviously as a songwriter, the first thing that always comes to mind is love, so, the the more songs I've written over the years, I try to steer away from it as much as I possibly can, because at some point in time within that song, there's going to be something about love or a girl. And that's something that as a writer, I've, I've grown to understand and kind of acknowledge that and forcing yourself to write about other topics. Um, if I allowed myself, like I said, I would write 100 songs about the family. It's just easier because um, it comes from the heart. But moving forward uh, this year and uh, with this new band that I have, we're trying to write songs that can relate to more so the male demographic rather than the female demographic. Obviously, we want to attract both demographics, but I feel like if you can attract the male demographic, it's, you know, it comes back around full circle because mm -hmm. the women are going to like the song regardless. So uh, for me, I've just learned that trying to get out of that comfort zone really produces better songs, uh, more unique and not so cliche, you know, because country music, if you're not careful, it can sound like a whole bunch of other shit. So we just, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we're just trying to like, with love, like love songs. That, that you hear a hundred of them every day on the radio, like you, you're going to hear them. So it's yeah. like, I, I, I like, I like that. Like, cause I feel like some people like they are starting to get tired of them. It's like, Oh, it's another, cause everybody makes the jokes all country music. It's just about love, beer and women and it, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, what? It's yeah, true, it, it is true. But getting, you know, getting out of that comfort zone and getting out of the, the norm almost a little bit is going to almost, I, I think add a different twist to things that can capture an audience that is looking for something different is looking for not your, you know, typical everyday song. Yeah. It's a lot easier to write with guys too. Like, so the guys in my band, they kind of come from, they've been playing in bands together for the past 10 years, but they come out of the metal scene. They come out of the, the pop 
rock scene. And so playing with them and writing with them has really opened up some, some new doors uh, and new ideas. And I'm a big, I was a big like Ed Sheeran guy, like Rob Thomas, uh, you know, Matchbox, those Dave, Dave Matthews. So I try to, I try to keep that in mind because that's like where it really started for me when I picked up the guitar. I was learning a lot of the 90s alternative. So I try to take that part of me and what these guys have to offer, but with the idea of we're writing country music. So we have to try to fit into the niche a little bit, but remain true to ourselves. And I think that's that's how you create your own sound. And um, that's what I'm really looking forward to the most with these new songs that we're, we're working on right now is they sound different and but it's still country and it's just like it's it, it, to me it's fresh it's unique and i'm hoping that it could just be something different for the world to hear that that really you know catches on how does the writing process go like you know <clears throat> I, I feel like it's maybe it compare i don't know want to say comparable but like something i think of like writing a script for a podcast or writing um you know a book like you're putting something out there that like you hope people like you hope people enjoy but it could also be completely the complete opposite response that you want so like kind of how does that writing process go for you and kind of like what are big things that really play in like do you have is it more of a spontaneous thing or is it more of like a sit down i'm writing a song kind of thing well, the band and I, we're, we're all like two hours away from each other. So we come into, they'll come into Columbus. They, one of them lives in Kentucky, one lives in Cincinnati, and two of them live out in Dayton. So it's hard for us to come together once a week and write like we'd like to. So what we do is, you know, we all have our own at-home studios, and we'll just send ideas to each other all day long. You know, every day we're sending a new idea. One of the guitar players is sending an idea, uh, one of the bass players, drummer, whatever, whoever it may be. and you know, I like to sit there and, and think of the melodies. I'm obviously the singer. So melodies and lyrics is, is one of the first things that that I think of when I hear these songs. And so I'll send them back a voice memo or something with a, me a melody idea. Absolutely no words, just kind of like gibberish. And we'll just start bouncing ideas back and forth. And then we'll try to get together on you know every other Sunday. And when we do, it just comes together like magic it's 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 amazing how it happens but having those couple of weeks to just to toss ideas back and forth to each other it creates something special when i'm by myself obviously i'll pick up my guitar and i'll write songs but it's hard to hear them really come together by yourself um, i've wrote a lot of songs by myself but i've never been extremely happy with with any of them the songs that i'm really happy with are coming when i'm co-writing with with my friends and uh that's that's really how we're writing here in 2023 that's the the modern day writing world i know a lot of people do it a lot of zoom calls you know nashville guys co-writing with guys in columbus just doing this kind of stuff and and there's nothing i mean it doesn't really there's something about like being in a secluded area like a cabin if you do some type of riding retreat with your boys there's something special about that too but when you get something special really going there's nothing really stopping the riding flow when you have the right when you have the right group together so i'm fortunate right now to have 
the type of guys that I'm working with. And, and, uh, to be quite honest, like if it doesn't work with these guys, I don't know who the hell it's going to work with. Cause it's like a perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned the, um, you know, like a writing retreat with your boys or whatever, because I just actually, I've, I've uh, been reading a lot more lately and I was reading the book and it was more of a business style book, but it was talking about, you know, the vision for your company or whatever. And I like the vision for a, you know, band is the lyric, like the songs. So like, those are the things. And, and it talked about like, when you work on, you know, this, this, and this, like you need to be secluded with no distractions. And sometimes like that's when you might write the best, but sometimes too, I feel like with uh, writing music, at least from what I've heard, especially too, like, you know, people say that like it comes out of nowhere sometimes where it just, it pops up, but like, and I like the, uh, how you guys, you know, every day you're just sending something because you never know, like, yeah, it might sound like, okay. to like the guitar player, but then the like the singer might hear it and go, holy crap, like the boom, like the idea just comes out of nowhere. And bouncing ideas off of each other is a very big thing in terms of business, in terms of like whatever business type of business it is. It's very important because even when you think you have a dumb idea, somebody might come up with a grand idea off of it. So I, that's really cool to see. Uh, for example, actually, we... One of my, uh, I think it was Tony in the band, guitar player, he sent this real, like, summery, poppy guitar. Uh, he wrote it on, on Logic, and he sent it over with some some program drums in the back. And I'm like, you know, I just wasn't hearing it at all. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a good idea, you know. And we got together last Sunday, and he he pulled it out of his pocket, and he played it for Jake, the other guitar player. And Jake was like, ooh. And he just started singing this melody to it. And as soon as he started singing this melody, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this is badass, dude. Like, that's that's what it is. Because I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't hear anything. I, I had no melody ideas for it. I thought it was just, it just didn't, it didn't vibe with me at all. But Jake put down a melody. I'm like, that's it, bro. Like, we got to cut that ASAP. That's got to be a summer banger right there. So when we release that song, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you know which song that is. <laughs> It's it's just weird how like some people can hear it, but then you sometimes it, you just need like one little extra piece, and then like it'll solve the whole problem for you. And it, it's just funny how it happens. But you know, um, you recently signed with uh, Legend Recordings, kind of. Which congratulations on that. But kind of tell me like how that process goes and why is it important in your industry. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that. To me, I've always been an independent artist, and I still believe going the independent route is is not a bad route to go, especially when you're you're busy, you're playing a lot of shows, you're building a fan base, you own yourself. Um, but again, for me, I am where I am in my life by making these connections. I am I've never been afraid to let people into my circle that could help me in a way that maybe I couldn't help myself. Uh, so having Chris Bianchi and Legend Recordings uh, sign me, I'm the first country artist that they've they've ever signed, which is pretty cool. Um, I feel like I'm going to be a top priority for them for a while uh, in the country music world. And he's already done things that, like, I just don't have the time to do. And I'm not afraid to give a little bit of a way of what I'm doing if somebody's going to help, you know, make me better or help build my brand or help with social media, help with merch. 
Um, I just, I have a very busy lifestyle. So to actually sit down and come up with merch designs and to make the phone call and do all this stuff or, you know, building, building social media, it's, it's, it's a full-time job. And to have that on my team has already been a tremendous help. I'm just excited to see, to utilize their connections. Uh, because again, those are connections that I, I don't have. And I, it, it might take me years to create the kind, kind of connections that they have. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can do for us. It's, uh, it's nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's promised. It's not like we, you know, signed big and we're, you know, we're going to tour the world. You know, we still have a lot of work to do. I still have a lot of work to do. I'll be the first to admit that, uh, I need to continue to build my brand and build my following. But over the years I've played numerous shows, you know, numerous shows in Columbus. Uh, I feel as if within the Columbus region and, you know, a good here in Ohio, I, I've built somewhat of a decent name for myself to where people are at least like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Now it's like I don't need to play four or five shows a week or every single weekend to get to where I want to be. I need to release music. I need to write great songs. And that's my main focus is, you know, it's modern day marketing is much different than it was in the music industry 10 even 10 15 20 years ago uh it's changed so much and and to understand that and to be able to adapt uh if you don't adapt then you're just gonna just gonna kind of sit there and and spin your wheels so i've i feel as if having legends and having the guys that i'm surrounded with now and with the vision that i have it's just about putting it all together working on the right things which is just continuing to write songs, release as many as we can, invest as much money because it's it's not cheap. You know, I mean, it's constantly just pouring money into yourself and like recordings and merch and, you know, all this stuff. Um, yeah, you get a little bit of help from the label and whatnot. But if you really want to do it the way that you want to do it, you got to be prepared to pour as much money into it as you can. So that's that's kind of the the slide that I'm on right now. I'm just trying to invest as much money as I possibly can into this music journey. And uh I'm not afraid to do that because I believe in the team that I've created and and uh I just want to again, I just my goal is to just write a a great song that people can relate to and a song that I can look back on in a few years and just be happy and and proud of you know the process. Even though I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on this on this music process, it's uh, it's it's going to be well worth it one day. Whether whether we make it big or whether it's just something that keeps me balanced and keeps my my sanity, because without music, I'm I'm not the same person at all. Need music in my life, and I'm just thankful to have these opportunities to continue to kind of live this dream out a little bit. Uh, I understand you on the uh, doing like how much time it takes doing things on your own, not on your scale. Cause I didn't, I don't have it on that big of a scale, but like, you know, making merch designs. I mean, I, I met my merch. I design myself. I run my own website. I upload all everything on social media. I edit, I do, I, I did every, I do everything to, by myself. And it's like, sometimes just if you had somebody to take like a little bit of load off your shoulders. So you, like, if I had somebody that edited for me, I would probably record almost every day because like I'd be like, heck, yeah, like I'll just have this person on this person. Like I'd have more time to 
you know, connect with people. I'd have more time to do these things. So, you know, sometimes you have to almost delegate that. And it, it sucks because, you, you know, the, it might take some money. Like you said, it, it takes money that you have to pour into it. You have to pour money into things. But you have to be able to spend money to make money, too. That's one thing I learned from, you know, some people that I, I've been around in my life that, you know, I learned. They said, you got to spend money to make money. And it's like, yeah. that, that sucks to hear. But, I mean, it is the truth. Like, any business that you look at, what they have to do first, they had to spend money yeah. to buy a building. They had to buy something to start. You, It, it sucks. But if you're fully invested and you believe in yourself, that's one of the things you said that I think is very important. Believe in yourself. Believe in your team. Believe in your guys. And it can take you a lot further than you expect. If you don't have any belief, don't have any faith, it's it's never going to go anywhere. Like it's just not going to fall into you. You have to believe. You have to put in the work, and it, it, it'll it'll happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you first start off anything in life, and it's 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 hard to convince people to believe in the same vision that you have. So you have to believe in yourself first, and you have to go for it by yourself. It doesn't matter. If the best friend that you want to start that business up with, you know, one day you guys are like, oh, yeah, we'll start this business up. And then five years down the road, you're ready to start it. And your friend doesn't want to start it with you anymore because they lost that vision. But you still have that vision. You have to go for it. And it's going to take that sacrifice that we were talking about earlier, you know, sleepless nights, countless hours. You don't as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a musician, as a podcast uh, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to start up, you don't even, you can't even think about the hours that you put into it. That's silly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a 40 hour work week by any means, but if you have that, that mindset and you just go for it every day, when you wake up, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Then as long as you're also making the right decisions along that way, you know, obviously we're talking about spending money, but you gotta be careful how you spend that money. Um, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience outside of the, the music world. I, I own a business and, and that's pretty much how I'm able to fund everything that I do. Um, but that's, that's something that I've, I built from the ground up and I, I just didn't stop, you know, and, and the fact that I'm sitting here now and I have a team of guys, I have HR, I have, I have a team that are, is out in the field doing all the work. And I finally get the calls. You know, I'm I'm looking at the books. I'm paying attention to the numbers. I'm not out there in the field anymore. Uh, it's 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 a dream come true, but it's still every single day. You know, you got to babysit it. You got to make sure that it's moving in the right direction. It the work doesn't stop. But to actually be able to build that team over the years is again trusting people, letting people into the circle that have the same vision. At some point along the line, you have to do that. If you don't, you're not going to build a million dollar franchise. You're not going to build a, a million, million dollar company. It's just, it's just now granted, you know, I'm speaking from myself in the world that I've lived in. I'm not a tech guy. I don't work from, you know, my computer. I'm sure there's tons of people that have been out there that have made millions of dollars by themselves. But in my world, the only way that I've, I've been successful is by continuing to build the team. And I'm not afraid to admit that it's, I'm not ashamed of it because with these people, I'm actually able to live the life that I've created for myself. And I don't have to sit down in front of the computer every day and, you know, do stock trading or, you know, whatever 
you know, real estate, whatever these guys are doing, making big money, which I look at and I'm like, damn, man, it'd be pretty nice if I could just take my computer and go to work somewhere, you know, yeah. but at the same time, I'm, I'm able to sit back and chase the music dream and, and, uh, be present for my family as much as I can. So it's, uh, again, it's all about those connections. It's all about building a family around you of people that you trust and you're going to get backstabbed. You're going to get burnt, but you just got to keep your head down and keep grinding, keep your nose on the grindstone. Like Mr. Tyler Childers says, you know, just <laughs> keep it going. You know, and like, you can't do it all. Like, you, you know, you said you're not ashamed to admit, like, you know, you build it with a team and like you, I mean, think about the music. Like, you couldn't go on stage, play the guitar, sing and play the drums all at the same time. And if you could, I mean, that'd be pretty impressive in itself, but you know, it's not, you can't do everything by yourself. Sometimes you have to fill like you, you take your strong suits, use them to your advantage, and then have your weak points. Maybe if it's not necessarily your weak point, but like you're you're maybe you're better at singing, so you get a guitar or a, a you know a guitar player, then you get a drum player. You get you fill the gaps so that Absolutely. you don't have to do everything. Because if you have to do everything, that's how you one. You're, there's way more sacrifice from your family or whatever whatever else you want to do in life. There's overworking yourself to where you almost burn yourself out. So like, I mean, I'm using the, obviously this music example, because that's, you know, the conversation we're having, but like, you can apply that to anything. If you try to do everything, like that's where sometimes I, I just have to take a break from the podcast, like, you know, step away for a couple of days because it's like, I, I mean, I'm doing so much that it's like, I, I want it to be enjoyable. I want it to be fun. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same with you. Like you can't, sometimes you have to just take it, take that little step back, even if it's for five minutes or an hour, like you, you have to take that step away because this is supposed to be your passion. This is supposed to be something you love. Let it be that don't overwork yourself mm -hmm. and you can't always do everything on your own. When you try to do everything on your own, sometimes it can come back to bite you in the ass. Absolutely. Yeah. And it will, it will drain you. It will exhaust you. You'll uh, the happiest person in the world. If, if you overwork and you lack sleep, I don't care who you are. You're going to feel some sort of depression or just hard to get out of bed, hard to go for it. Um, you know, with the whole music thing, I I was in a band in my early 20s, and this is the same guys that I was in the band with in high school, and we started playing out in the in the bars and whatnot, and uh, we started making a little bit of money, and it was fun. You know, we go out and just have a, a great time, but over a few years, it kind of fell apart with those guys. Like, you had a couple brothers in the band who were always button heads, and me and the other guy, we were like, hey, man, let's just kind of go start our own thing, and and get get away from this negative energy you know because it was draining and so we did that for a while and and then uh throughout that journey i think we played together with with another band for like a, a year year and a half or so and i was doing a lot more solo gigs at that time because so i'm like you know what i can go out and play three or four hours solo at at the little mexican restaurant down the street or you know wherever wherever i could play i would play and there was something about playing by myself that it was a lot easier. I obviously made them, made more money. Uh, there was less setup and, and tear down time. You know, you weren't getting home at two in the morning. You play a six to nine set, you know, for dinner and you're home. But it was missing the camaraderie that that friendship that really makes it fun. And it was almost ruined for me, honestly, playing with those with the, that other band just how negative it got and like it, they sucked all the fun out of it. It's just, um, 
I'm just thankful that, again, I'm playing with guys that have the same vision. We're all around the same age. We've, we've been in the same world, but just, just now crossing paths over the past year and having, having them and just building this team with them makes it so much more enjoyable. Like it's cool playing on your own and whatnot, but playing with your best friends is, is really what it's all about. You could, I know a couple different guys, actually, uh, Ron Dawson, he's, He's Alan's guitar player. And he played with me a couple couple times and I think it was like 2020, 2021. And uh, I learned a lot about him. And you know, he's had some really cool opportunities to open up for or not open up, but uh be in the band with like Tim McGraw, Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis was was the one that uh he he had the chance to be in, but he didn't really have any type of connection with with anybody in the band, you know, like he didn't have that that friendship. And then he, that same guy who's turning down going on tour with Aaron Lewis wants to come play with me. And the whole reason why is because he just enjoys playing with people that he truly enjoys their company. So in this world, it's, it's all about that. If, if you have one bag, bad egg in the, in the mix, they could spoil all the fun. And, uh, that's something that I've just, I've acknowledged and I'm well aware of it now at this age that I got to be careful who I let into my circle and uh, I got a good wall up and, you know, that's how I plan on keeping it from, from here on out is just, if, if we don't vibe within that first 30 minutes, it's probably not meant to be. <laughs> oh, I, I a hundred percent understand what you're saying because I mean, you know, I remember working a job in high school where I worked it for, multiple years throughout high school where i was like there almost every day after school after sports like just getting in as much work as i could um trying to make as much money as i could as a 16 broke 16 year old that mom and dad weren't going to help pay for everything (laughs) um and then you know i went to college and i'd come back and work in the summers but like you know a lot of people started moving on from that job it was more of a high school style job uh where you know you had a lot of high school kids but like a lot of people started moving on so like that work environment changed and like you just started getting people that it was just like man like it's i don't even enjoy coming here anymore because like i used to have fun like it was like a big family honestly away from like it was a work family like we're we all had fun together and now it's like you get a few people that just kind of suck the fun out of it and that's one of the things that we're actually talking about at work right now because there's only three of us and we're going to need a fourth guy come spring. I put in pools and patios and that's one of the things we're going to need a fourth guy. And we're like, it's going to be really hard for us to like find a guy that meshes well with us because like mm-hmm. we can't have somebody, we don't want somebody that just doesn't match with us because we are, we're all three. Like we hang out outside of work. Like we we're really good together and it's you, but like you said, if you have that one bad apple that just sucks the fun out of everything, it's like, man, like, it, it, it sucks. It, it, and it, you don't want it to take away from you. It, it almost takes away your passion. Absolutely. It will. It definitely will. Energy is, is something that really goes unnoticed. You know? And it's something that I've taught to a lot of people throughout my 20s is how important it is to, to be positive. And even, with, even when you're having a bad day, you don't you don't try to pour that onto the people that you care about or the people that you're surrounded with and and reading I read a book called The Secret and it was talked about the law of attraction and I, I like to talk about that a lot because again 
every every relationship that I've built in my life has has kind of been manifested through thought and just just kind of sitting back and waiting for for things to happen, knowing that one day it will happen. And the goal obviously is to be playing on, you know, playing a, a sold out stadium. Obviously that's that's everybody's dream as a musician. But for me at the same time, I've already found success because of the people that that I've I've got to know and just being able to to do this journey with with them it, it's just enjoyable and and like I said earlier if if it weren't to work out with these guys right now to be able to rebuild it it's not it's not easy and it's like it's hard to find people that act, you actually click with especially at this at this age in this day and age um it's just so important that that you find people that you can truly mesh with and and uh you know that's 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 that goes for any any aspect of life you know marriage friendships business it's if if somebody's negative it's going to it's going to eventually start pulling that out of you you're not going to like the person that you are or you're going to lose passion for for what you're chasing because of that person that you allowed into your circle. So having those walls up, man, that's, that's the most important thing to do at this, at this time of, of my life, especially. So I feel like as we get older, like, I mean, when you're in high school or whatever, you want to be friends with everybody. Like you want to yeah. have the most friends, but now, like, as you start to get older, you're just kind of like, I, I have like, it, it's weird. You see them all over, like post all over dumb post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. They're like, you know, I have like three friends anymore. And it's like, yeah, yeah but like, those are your like true friends. Like those are people that care about you. Those are people. And I, oh, well, hopefully they are like, those are like, I know. Yeah. I have a lot of friends, but they're more of like acquaintances that you have, but you usually have probably what three people in your life that you could probably truly go to and have a true conversation and get the true answer. Like no bullshit. Just give me, tell like, I'm asking you a question. Tell me what you honestly feel. Like I want the honest feedback. And so, like, usually people only have, you know, one to three of those people in their lives. And that's just how it is. And that's why we have to have our walls up because a lot of people are, maybe they don't give that negative energy, but, but they're giving the fake energy. You can't have mm. either of those. You don't want either of those in your life. So you, you have to have your walls up. You have to be cautious. Now don't be, don't push everyone away because you might be pushing away the wrong person, but be cautious of everybody that you talk to because nine times, not nine times out of 10, but most of the time there's a lot of people that are just going to stab you in the back. And I'm sure you see it in the music world. It's a lot more than we'd probably like to say, but like yeah, people aren't afraid to use you and right. stab you in the back. Yeah. You said nine out of 10 and it, it truly is. Uh, it's, it's hard to find somebody that that you can genuinely count on and i have one friend from high school and he doesn't even live here anymore but he lives in florida and he calls me every day you know we he was the best man at my wedding and i mean we have some crazy stories together but he's the one guy even though he's not here we, we haven't seen each other for about a year or two now but if something were to go wrong i need to talk to somebody i can count on i can count on that one person and it's i wouldn't want any other way at this point, like, you know, having, having multiple people that you consider that close, is almost unrealistic. And, uh, I've, I've just, I've been, I've accepted that a long time ago and went through a lot of turbulations in my twenties where I was 
you know, ups and downs and feeling like I don't have anybody. My mom moved away. My dad moved away. It's like just constantly trying to felt like I needed somebody to talk to. And, you know, there was nobody really ever there. You know, there's nobody there except for my buddy that lives in Florida now. But um, it's it's just important to have at least one of those people that you can you can count on. And and you got to you got to be a likable person yourself, you know, like in order to have one person like that, that's genuine and true and is going to give you that good feedback and the positive feedback that you want, the right feedback. You have to be a decent person. So there's my yeah, uh, my two cents I, for the day. <laughs> I, I agree 100 percent. But one of the questions that, you know, I really wanted to ask, like kind of about about the music world that I've never completely understood is like why the difference like kind of what the difference is like i mean I, I i have a good idea of what it is but just for maybe the people that don't know um and why releasing them at certain times but why release a single versus an ep versus an album like what is kind of the 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 thought process behind each of those that's an interesting question i think each artist has their own reasoning of why they want to release an album or, or release singles. I personally think in today's world, obviously like you don't go into record stores anymore. You don't buy albums. You're not, you're not going out and physically shopping for an album. Like people are just on their phones and they're scrolling and they're waiting to hear that next badass song. So mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's like pump as many songs out as you possibly can and release them as singles that's fine i have five songs right now well four songs that i've been wanting to release but it's like timing's off it's not the right time of the year um so it's it's just it, it comes down to a lot of different reasonings personally uh and i think that in today's world releasing singles is the way to go and I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure there's a, a ton of artists that agree with me. And it's pretty much for that exact reason. Like, just release songs and let the world hear them. There's no reason. And like Hardy just released a badass album, right? It's it's dope. But and he built it up. I mean, there's a lot of anticipation behind it. And and if you are gonna release an album, that's the way to do it. You know, you build it up. You you have that baby ready to go for damn near a year before you even release it. Um, as a local guy, regional guy, I'm not on that level yet to where I feel like I need to do that. I just need to, I need to continue to release as many songs as I can so people can hear and see like the direction that we're going. Uh, every song is so different. And we've just been trying to like find this little path and, and like what feels good, what sounds good. And, what are the people listening to the most? And the only way to really do that is like, just continue to experiment, continue to put those songs out there for people to eat up and let you know how it tastes. It's, it's a dog eat dog world. You know, some, sometimes you release a song and it's, you don't get the best reaction. Um, but that's how you kind of learn and, and grow. And I think, uh, that's, that's what I'll be doing this year is just, you know, even though I got those four songs cooking, I'm, I'm ready to just start releasing my singles and we're actually shooting a music video for it tomorrow up at Flanagan's in Dublin. So that's uh Friday, uh, the 27th. And, uh, you know, we've had this song that we released in Nashville or uh, we recorded in Nashville and 
and I've had it for damn near a year now. So it's like, okay, let's just go do this. Let's get the video together. And, and it still probably won't come out for another two months because once we got the product and the video, now it's like, okay, let's get a release date. That's a month or two away. Make sure that we do all the online promotional, right. And, uh, it's just a, it's a never ending process. So when you finally actually get to the point to release a song, you want to make sure that you go through all those steps, because if you just release it to the world, it does, it's not going to make the impact that you, that you want it to have. So that time again, is time is of the essence and, and you use that to your advantage and just know that the more that you put into it, uh, the longer you wait, the more build up, the better, the better product at the end of the day uh, return you're going to get. So I'm excited for this one. It's called cheers to crazy. And hopefully we'll be out here in the next, by the end of February, but don't mark my words. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I've heard a lot of artists say that, like, you know, don't mark my words. Things can change. Things can, you know, go Always. wrong. Hopefully not wrong, but like just things can, you know, inconvenience the process and you just uh, got to hope for the best. That's why, you know, a lot of times that I'll tell my guest after I'm done recording with them, I'm like, this is supposed to be out on this date, but I'll let you know if that changes because uh, things happen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, one of the things, one of the last things I want to talk to you about kind of about music is, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier, like you've opened, you know, for some big time names. What's that experience like opening for, you know, Walker Hayes, Chase Matthews, Heath Sanders, like those kind of people. What's that like? And, you know, is do you did you always get the, you know, the interaction with them that you kind of expected or was it better than or worse than expected? I won't it's, ask you to name drop maybe necessarily, but, you know, just kind of that vibe. Honestly, man, everybody has been extremely nice and uh it's it's hard to believe that they even give you the time of day sometimes like you know you got a local guy opening up the show but those guys that some of the guys i've played with they don't show up until they go on stage they show up they go on stage they go back on the bus and you will be lucky to even get a picture with them but i will say that most of the guys have made me feel extremely comfortable they're they're nice obviously going into that situation um, it's, it's not as nerve wracking anymore. It's exciting. But the first couple of experiences that I had, I just was like, damn, man, I'm, I'm lucky to be in this position right now. And, you know, I got to thank, I got to thank certain people to put, that put me in those positions, but, uh, you just like, you just be yourself. You know, same conversation that I'm having with you, I, I would have with any star that, that I've crossed paths with. I never, I never want to make them feel like they're, like some major star, you know, like obviously you're a star, but I'm going to make you feel like I really just am talking to you like a normal person. Like, I'm not going to sit here and ask for your photograph or anything like that. I'm not going to get your autograph. I've had, man, I haven't gotten pictures with tons of guys because I just like, I'm not going to ask for a picture, but then I'm like, damn, I wish I would have got a picture because I got nothing to show for except for a flyer. But, uh, it's just a really cool experience. I'm, I've been, I've been very fortunate and, and humbled to be in those situations. And, and I just can only hope that I, I can get some more of those opportunities in my career because they've came and gone. And, and uh, this year is like almost like a rebuilding year in a sense is like just getting everything in position so we can 
be pitched to bigger and better festivals and maybe share the stage and, you know, with some of these big names again, but on bigger stages. And uh, I'm just I'm just waiting for it. And the next time I do, I'm going to have to figure out a way to just be like, hey, man, let me get a pick and uh, <laughs> let's drink a beer, take a shot and just, you know. But uh, it's it's just been fun, man. It's just it's a really cool experience, and, and I'm blessed for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to see you know what the future holds for you. It definitely sounds like you got a lot coming, and I'm super pumped for it. But we're gonna move into some of these final segments of the podcast. I do have a question that I like to ask all of my guests, and uh, what that question is: If you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would it be? Wow. Well. I would tell myself to continue. I do. Sorry, before you get going, that is the first kid to make an appearance on the, like just when I've been recording virtually just to scroll through. I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah, she like just came down and did a circle and came the back way right, and then yeah, back up the stairs. <laughs> I loved it. I'm not sure what she wants. <laughs> but uh man, honestly, I can sit here and say that I've never stopped believing in myself. I've, I've always dreamed big and within the music world, within the business world, within just family and the things that I've created six years ago, I didn't even think were possible. You know, it, I say six years ago because that's when my first daughter was born. Actually, it's going on seven years now. And, and, in that moment when she was born, I, I still didn't have it together. And I was scared as hell to start this family and really start this new journey in life. But I thought it was going to be harder. And in some ways it was harder. Uh, the sacrifice, that stuff I've learned that I just had to sacrifice. Like I was going to have to sacrifice if I had to, if I wanted to get to where I wanted to go. And if I could tell my 16 year old self, I just tell him to never give up keep chasing those dreams make sure that you're you're careful of the people that you surround yourself with and and don't let when you see something that's negative or something that's pulling you back or deterring you from what you're doing it's okay to make mistakes but at the same time you got to you got to jump ship and you got to make sure that you stay focused on what you're doing and just don't ever don't ever give up you know keep keep your chin held high and you got to take the the highs with the lows and just know that at the end of the day, the big the big man upstairs is going to take care of you and just pray and and uh, keep keep going after whatever it is that you're going after. Don't let anybody stop you from it. And uh, that's that's pretty much how I how I've lived my life and I continue to live my life for as long as I live. I really like don't let anybody stop you from it. There's going to be a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure you had people probably tell you like. Are you sure this music thing's like something that you want to go after? Like you're going to have people try to almost deter you away from it, but don't, don't listen to the outside world. Do what you want to do. Fall, like never give up on yourself because you're also going to have your people in your corner. And those are the people you want in your life, but you know, don't let the outside world affect where you go in life. It's your story. Don't let other people write it. And another, another thing is, you know, you can't, if you have an opportunity to do something that you're not doing, whether it is the same path that you want to go down, or if it's an opportunity to better yourself, you have to leap. You have to make that jump. 
if you don't, then you just end up stagnant. You just continue to do the same stuff. You'll see your life kind of go backwards. You got to, you got to take those opportunities. And if it wasn't for the leaps that I've made, hell, I, I don't know where I would be. And, and, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I wasn't even, I, I pretty much thought I was done playing music and I had an opportunity and I took it. And since I took that opportunity, it was the, the battle of the bands to open up for Kane Brown. We won out of 12 bands. We ended up winning, and that's literally what started this new journey for me. But I almost gave up on myself, but again, there was an opportunity that came knocking, and I just like, man, if I turn this down, who knows what could happen? And here, here I am doing a podcast with you, getting ready to shoot a music video tomorrow and signed to a record label uh, in 2023. So again, just, just never give up and, and continue to chase your dreams, man. This is a perfect way to go into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what do you got for Motivation Monday? Man, I feel like I've been motivating this whole damn podcast. But uh, It's weird how my episodes usually go and end up going that way. <laughs> well, that's great, man. I, I love it. Honestly, man, we could we could sit here and talk all night uh, on this on this path. But I would um, I would just tell you to wake up tomorrow. Get your ass up, get your feet on the ground, thank the man upstairs, be positive. And if you feel like there's anything negative in your life and you know it's negative, you know it's holding you back, work every day to get rid of it, to be done with it, to to stop being friends with those people or whatever the case may be. You're eating really unhealthy or drinking too much booze, whatever it is that you feel like you could do better at, just work at it, chip away at it every day. You're not going to do it overnight, but just try your best to, to be the better version of yourself. And we all know the best version of ourselves, but we're the only ones who know that. And nobody else is going to work on it for you. So just, just chip away at it yourself. Don't get mad at yourself. If you, if you stumble and, and fall, just get up the next day and keep going. Just get up and uh, get feet, feet on the ground. That was one thing that um, I was talking to somebody recently. And, oh, was the, I work out with somebody and, you know, we started working out at 6 a.m. And this has been a struggle because it's been getting back into that routine that has been gone for a long time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, getting back into it. And he's like, you know, I just get out of bed in the morning. And he's like, I want to lay my head back down on that pillow after I throw my first alarm off. But it's like just he's like i just i don't have to get out of bed but i just you know sit up and put my feet on the ground just put your feet on the ground and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like and i really like how you you know be thankful be thankful for another day because you you really have to be because yeah. every single day that you wake up is a blessing every single day that you have another opportunity to go be the best you that you can be you, yeah. you have an awesome opportunity so why don't waste that opportunity yeah. go be the best person that you can be in life try to be better than you were yesterday kevin hart talked about it which on a, on a podcast one time, I think it was Rogan's podcast that he talked about it on, but it was, you know, beat yesterday you. Be better than you were the day before. That's all you have to do. You don't have to go do something crazy every single day. You know, strive to do awesome things. But, like, just the main thing is be better than you were yesterday, and your life is going to grow immensely. 
every if you continue to try and do that absolutely man i really appreciate you coming on um do you have any upcoming shows that you can talk about this like i said this episode will be out probably the first week of february first monday of february so whatever date that actually is well let me check my calendar here so the first monday of february that's it's gonna be like february 6th so uh, I'm playing on February 3rd with North Nashville at the A&R bar. Um, that'll be a fun show. I'm going to do that solo. But after that, um, February, March, April, and May, we'll be writing nothing but songs, man. And I've, I've intentionally blocked these months off from, from any shows. Um, so I can build this brand and, and really just continue to release material to the world. And that's my biggest focus right now. I think our first show, we, we there's some, there's some conversation about a, a headlining show at the Bluestone this spring, but nothing's been set in stone yet. It's going to be a super high production, like super cool show, but we're still working out all the details on that. Um, so I don't have a date for you there, but we're playing um, Harley Davidson event up in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, June 9th. And that's going to, that'll probably want to be one of our first shows of the summer. But once, once summer comes around, man, we, we start getting pretty busy. I like to go pretty hard in the second half of the year, um, but take the first half of the year to, to just write and, and, you know, hang out with my family and, and get ready for the best time of the year, which is summer and, and those outdoor festivals and whatnot. But uh, just, just, Follow me on Instagram and Facebook, and and I will definitely be releasing as much uh, material and, and new dates, new merch, and all that fun stuff. But over the next couple of months, you can expect to see some some new music drop and a new music video. And uh, and yeah, man, once I once I play a show here locally, you'd have to come out and and have a couple shots with me. <laughs> uh man shots Oof. i mean i might have to I, I might not be able to turn it down but i do appreciate it where can uh what is your social media so people can follow you i'll also tag you and stuff and put yeah. it in the episode description but just so people listening know it yeah it's at trey myers music t-r-a-e-m-y-e-r-s music uh you can find me on instagram and facebook i'm not i'm not a big fan of tiktok because i have a daughter and i just you know i don't want her to to be on that shit so but <laughs> At the same time, I know that I got to probably eventually get into that world a little bit. But uh, I think I have a few followers on there. Nothing crazy. A couple videos. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at Trey Myers Music. Uh, follow me on Spotify and iTunes and and uh, be on the lookout for for these new songs because I can promise you, I think I think you guys will like them. So. Yeah, definitely go give him a follow. Go check out one of my favorite songs, which is What About You. Go check that song out. Go listen to his music. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. That is all we got for this week. So until mm, Friday, you guys know the deal. Life is hard, and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let that bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then please be sure to share it with a friend. You can follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Roughnecks Podcast. Head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab yourself some Roughnecks merch. Until next time, make sure you grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out.